You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and together? you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Hi, this is Annie for Showreel, and today we're looking at a series called Unheard. You would have heard people say, I'm not racist, or some of my best friends are, but or at least we're not America when it comes to racism. But of course, Australia, like America, is the product of dispossession, genocide, and built on the bones of past people for the promotion of the greed of a foreign tribe. It has often been noticed that Australian racism is in the silence. It is a lurking beast, submerged until flashpoints expose its heart. Today we chat with Sean Devergen, the producer of six 30-minute docos called Unheard that spotlight such flashpoints. The first, the death of David Dungay. What follows are attacks on Asian descent citizens on the street during COVID and attacks on women in clothing identifying themselves as being of Muslim faith. Unheard focuses on racial injustice in Australia, raising the mirror. It is not just a documentary series, it is part of an unheard campaign. This is what Sean Devedrin had to say. Can you give me an understanding of how this uh, rather extraordinary series of hard-hitting documentaries uh, came about? Uh, yeah, well, in 2020, I think you would have seen that thousands and thousands of Australians uh, taken to the streets just demanding more coverage on issues of racial injustice in Australia. And I think, you know, they, they raised a very good question is that how is it that most of Australia know who George Floyd is, uh, but not many know the names David Dungai Jr. or TJ Hickey. And so uh, what we were looking at doing at, at Land Bible essentially is reaching 11.8 million Australians and over half a billion people worldwide is we, we contacted the organisations who address racial injustice here in Australia. So that was the National Justice Project, Human Rights Commission, Asian Australian Alliance, National Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Legal Services, uh, Islamophobia Register, all together now, uh, among many others, and spoke with them and, and said, how can we lend our audience to help amplify your voices and help support the work that you do? And so in February of 2021, we launched the Unheard campaign, which was essentially about making sure that we were set an example across the Australian media landscape uh, to provide consistent coverage of these issues. Uh, and so as we built relationships with our partners and, and the people that they represent, we started to, to speak with Amazon about uh, making sure that these stories were heard all around the world. And so we, we then develop the Unheard documentary series, which is the, the six half-hour episodes uh, tackling uh, issues like Indigenous deaths in custody, the targeting of Indigenous youth, um, 
attacks towards Asians during COVID, the treatment of asylum seekers and refugees in Australia, and the vilification of the African community, uh, as well as attacks towards Muslim women. So we wanted to make sure we're representing all communities and organically we, we kind of developed this documentary series through kind of trying to support those partners and, and organisations. You're the uh, series producer and uh, I noticed that uh, in each of these episodes effectively you've got uh, some same practitioners involved uh, like the person who did the music uh, and created the soundscapes that was the same person but but uh, people who have written it and the people who have edited it are not necessarily the same so these are people that you've uh, who are interested in these particular subjects or have uh, skills in particular areas tell me how you came it came about that came about yeah absolutely I mean the whole point of the Unheard documentary series is to make sure that we're amplifying the voices of, of the unheard and and of the people who have experienced these these traumatic incidents firsthand. Uh, and so, you know, they working with those partners and working with those participants was a large part of, of building each episode. But we wanted to take it one step further and make sure that the creative team behind each episode were from those relative communities. And so we had uh, Jack Steele, a Wiradjuri producer-director, uh, behind the Indigenous episodes, and we had um, an Asian team behind the the, eight, uh, the episode on attacks towards Asians, and so on and so forth for for each of those episodes. And so you'll find the writer and director uh, and editors behind each episode uh, are from or connected to with that relative community. Uh, Lad Bible is an English company but obviously has international reach. And you're obviously of Australian because you've got an Australian-English accent, correct? Yeah, yeah, Australian, <laughs> yeah. Born and bred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, can you tell me how that relationship cre was created? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Lab Bible uh, opened a, a presence in Australia in 2019. Uh, and so the, the first step there was essentially working out, okay, how do we become uh, a representative of our audience? How, how do we support the issues that they care about? And this was something that's, that's common with the Lab Bible UK um, presence as well, is making sure that the, the issues the audience care about are represented through the work that we do. You know, we have this uh, Spider-Man-esque, I guess, motto, with great social power comes great social responsibility. And Lad Bible, um, as an organisation, reach approaching a billion people worldwide, and so it's with that kind of influence. You know, how do we lend that influence to impact and and positively impact issues that matter? Yeah, because that's so, that, that was what they were aiming for when they created this company, cause based but focused on youth, right? A bit like Vice. Exactly, yeah. and and but mainly focused on, you know, the, I think the key things behind the Lab Bible brand are last think and act. And so we want to entertain, but we also want our audience to think about the issues that they care about and encourage them to do so. And so, you know, we've had previous campaigns in the past. Uh, one in Australia was Citizen Reef, uh, and where we, we collected our partners at the, the Australian Marine Conservation Society, Oceanic Preservation Society, Greenpeace, Parlay and, and many more, um, and basically helped them to lobby to make the Great Barrier Reef an Australian citizen, the world's largest living organism, to recognise and have the Australian government recognise 
the Great Barrier Reef as an Australian citizen. And the, the reason behind that campaign was to essentially help, I guess, put pressure on the government to, to recognise climate change as an issue, but also to start taking action towards protecting you know, one of Australia's great treasures. And so we, we knew that issues of uh, environmental issues were important to the Australian audience and important to us. And so that's why we created that campaign. And so when we went into 2020, off the success of that campaign and seeing how much support and awareness we were able to drive around uh, climate change issues in Australia, we thought we'd put this energy also towards uh, addressing the issue of racial injustice, which was and still is a huge issue in Oz, and, and we have a long way to go. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully through this campaign and hopefully through this series, uh, we can spread this awareness globally and then funnel our audience into supporting uh, the relative organisations. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? Um, uh, before we go on to the actual subject matter, uh, which is absolutely riveting, um, are you a freelance producer or are you employed on a retainer or something? Uh, no, so I essentially, my, my background is I've worked in television and events for you know, over 15 years now and and you know this is working with the likes of MTV and ABC and and Viacom and a ton of different um, television channels and, and event programs and I guess I thought to myself uh, after a certain while it's like we reach these millions and millions of people every day how can we start using that influence for good um, and so in 2019 I, I developed the, the Citizen Reef campaign to kind of start working with major publishers, people with you know, millions and millions of people as an audience um, to look at how we can you know, engage that audience to support issues that matter to, to that audience. And so then I, I worked with Land Bible for a couple of years then uh, and working on that Citizen Reef campaign, but also in a consulting capacity. Uh, and then in 2020, I knew that, you know, we had to do something around racial injustice. And that's when I began working with uh, Mad Bible full time. This is Stephen Pigram from up Broomway, Yauru country. And it's great to be down in Melbourne. And you're listening to 3CR Community Radio. Been here for a long time. Listening to Showreel on 3CR with Annie, and we are talking to Sean Deverdrin about a series called Unheard, premiering on Amazon Prime on October the 29th, which shines a light on Australian racism and its effects on real people and real lives. The actual issue that you're dealing with is fascinating. Um, having grown up myself as an Australian in a country town, um, the deafening silence around Aboriginal um, uh, dispossession and violence towards uh, Aboriginal people was incredible. And I remember go when I was doing university study, deliberately doing study into the whole issue of uh, a disposition and violence towards Aboriginal people because I wanted to stop the uh, silence, you know, the internal silence. It was a personal mission on my part. Um, 
And um, I know that must be represented by... And I also wanted to understand the landscape around me because it tells stories, the landscape. You know, what do they it means to the people who were here before us? Um, yeah, and uh, and obviously that must also be uh, mirrored in other people. I don't think I'm particularly special, you know what I'm saying? Um, the uh, And I was uh, absolutely blown away because I, I programmed for 3CR, uh, important station to me and to the community here. And, of course, you use Doing Time, an excerpt from to Doing Time in the uh, David Dungay episode. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah, is great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's that's the you know that's the key thing I think we found across all the episodes and and all the issues that we're dealing with is that these things are covered. They're covered regularly in the news, um, and you know, and sometimes there there's almost like people become numb to it. It's become you know the issue becomes so frequent that it's either of no interest to the news anymore. Or when it is covered, you're only getting, you know, maybe 60 seconds or 90 seconds coverage of it. And you're not really digging into the emotional impacts, the mental impacts, the family impacts, community impacts that these incidents have. And so what we wanted to do is, is lend lend that time and lend that audience, you know, to these, these you know, I, I don't want to use the word victims, but to, to these people who have experienced these traumatic events. And... And be able to tell tell their stories in full, and I think you know we were so lucky in telling each of these episodes that we were able to draw from excerpts from 3CR radio. We were able to draw from newspaper clippings and saying, "Look, it's it's all there right in front of us," uh, but we still continue to do nothing about it. Um, and I think that that's the value of the partnership as well with Amazon Prime Video is that you know I think may, many Australians may be in in some way aware. But what we're doing now is we're going out to a global audience and we're telling Australian stories to a global audience on a platform that they can engage with us. And, you know, each episode, as you know, uh, at the end of each episode, we're directing the audience to support those organisations, to support the people who are involved, um, to really get behind the cause. And so we hope with a global focus on these local issues, you know, we might be able to put some pressure on the decision makers to start to see some real change. Now, there's some really interesting elements uh, within each of the episodes, uh, the crafting of the episodes. As you say, they're 30 minutes long. They they tell the story, very uh, all the key elements that need to be d dealt with very quickly, which is quite amazing. But also you're able to... Um, you've made decision to connect them to particular personal stories, which uh, is great. And uh, you also begin each of the episodes deliberately with the warning that uh, there is violence and uh, harassment and that uh, trigger warnings effectively. Um, th these are very interesting and dramatic uh, methodologies of telling a story. Tell me about uh, what your decision-making process around that. Yeah, absolutely. Like from the get-go, because these this documentary series was born from having these conversations with those individuals we always wanted to make sure where the story started was at a personal level so you understood i think everyone can connect at a human level about a mother losing her son or about a daughter experiencing an assault with her mother i think that 
is the the universal connection that we can make to say these are human beings and this is the way they're being treated and that was kind of you you would have noticed with each episode we begin by telling a personal story and then we start to kind of unravel that incident that they've gone through and you know as we dig further and dig further you begin to see these statistics often shocking statistics that start to describe the broader issues about how a lot of this behavior is systemic, how a lot of the laws that have been created are around creating this result, you know, that, that that's their purpose and, and it's very successful at doing that. And so, you know, I think what was what you're describing in, in hitting those key elements, I think we wanted to balance the human side of the story, but also look at the statistics and the impacts that was having on society. So that was a big part of it and I'm glad that came through. Yeah, um, you also, uh, by doing that, you also um, give people an understanding of how they can be part of a different, brighter future, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, not yeah, a bad thing. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> We're not out there just. Uh, point fingers or, or put blame on anyone. It's definitely about okay. Let's look at solutions. You know how can how can we you know really achieve the justice that that each of these organisations and individuals are after. So yeah, you know we we didn't want it to be all, all doom and gloom. We wanted to make sure that we we're offering some sort of pathway to to be able to support each everyone involved. There's a very uh, compelling um, element to uh, being able to put people's perspective across so that you're walking in their shoes. I was really uh, taken with the uh, episode around on Asian citizens. I mean, one, uh, the people that you were speaking to were clearly Australian citizens because, you know, they're all, all speaking Australian English, not to mention that... Uh, um, Two of my direct relatives are married to Chinese people, and uh, and have children. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, oh wow, these poor people. What's going on here? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, Australia is very lucky in that we're so diverse, and we have uh, you know so many different communities that, for the most part, live you know quite peacefully together and are able to rely and build on each other's strengths um, and. Yeah, the particular episode that you're referring to is in Marrickville, which is famously known for being multicultural in Sydney. Uh, and the fact that incidents like that and what we're describing for, for those who aren't aware of that particular episode is um, an assault on two young girls who were just essentially minding their own business uh, and then were attacked and, and threatened with, with them. Well, By two other young women. Yeah. That was the yeah. interesting element to this. By two yeah. other Anglo... Uh, uh, well, actually, the accent may not have been um, Anglo. She may be, have been a, a woman of um, a different ethnic background, but looked, pre presented Anglo. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but it, I mean, no matter who, who no you matter. are, that, yeah. that behaviour, yeah, exactly. That, uh, that idea of saying, you look Asian and so I'm going to blame... COVID on you and then assault you is... Um, and I'm allowed to. Yeah. And I'm allowed to. Yeah, exactly. To. And feel, yeah, exactly. It's feel privileged to do that. It's just, yeah, there's something that we need to con condemn. And that's what the, the episode looks to address is like, how can we put in place systems that recognise this kind of behaviour and so we can start to see patterns and then start to address, you know, um, mitigating that. It's 
fascinating things that you bring up in this series. Um, the uh, business that the young women uh, of Asian extraction actually said something fascinating. They don't expect us to react. You know, they don't expect us to fight back, which is uh, fascinating. Um, and of course, over time, people are standing up for their rights. Uh, also, this sense that uh, um, people think, uh, Australians often think that we're um, fair-minded and that uh, there's this false view that Australia sets up a, a standard of fairness when your statistics quite clearly show uh, that this is not the case. And also, as the woman who's a parliamentary representative of Asian extraction background in New South Wales says, her mission is to actually start to collect the data so that they can actually see the pattern. Exactly, exactly right, exactly right. Um, and one of the shocking, when I started to dig into this particular episode, one of the shocking statistics were, you know, despite thousands of reports each year, um, you know, only 20 people in the history of Australia have been charged with hate crimes. And so I think that really speaks to, speaks to your point there. Um, it was Adri Lozano, the New South Wales convener at Asian Australian Alliance. And she, she was saying, you know, what's important here is, and this is what Asian Australian Alliance have done, is set up a platform for people to begin to document these incidents and so then they have the data to say this is happening much more frequently than you know a lot of our official outlets are, are keeping record of and the same as with islamophobia register that they're doing the same is starting to document all of these attacks towards islamic Sorry, Islam community. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's absolutely fascinating stuff. Uh, a false view of oneself is a real problem for a country, for a positive future, isn't it? This false image needs to be changed. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, it's it's an old adage, but it's, uh, you know, we need to recognise that there's a problem before we can fix the problem. And I think we're still in that stage. And Jenny Leong says this in one of the episodes. She says that, you know, I think we just need to tell the stories and sit uncomfortably with them for a while. And I think that's the stage that we're at, is that we need to hear these stories and understand there is an issue and, and we need to address it. The episode about the uh, African gangs was absolutely fascinating to me because being in Melbourne, uh, when that lie was perpetrated, um, was, uh, and it was a lie, it was a lie that uh, the mainstream media created for some political purpose, I presume. Yeah, I, I can't speak to the motives about, about why, um, you know, that kind of, I guess, news um, was so fast-catching across a, a few different platforms. Um, but definitely there, there is an issue in the way that certain communities uh, and what you're referring to is the African community in Australia and, and how they're, I guess, portrayed in news and media. Um, and Xavier Mulenga, the psychiatrist in, in that particular episode, he begins to talk about the, and you know, this is a large focus of, of that episode around the vilification of the African community. He talks about how your, your identity and personality is almost stolen from you from the news and media because from a very young age you're being told who you are and the impacts that that can have um, on children you know still finding their identity and 
possibly even growing up as first, second generation Australians um, can be quite detrimental to their, to their mental health. And I think we, we begin to explore in that episode the impacts that that can have on your mental health um, in a couple of different cases. That was really fascinating, the uh, uh, discussion around um, authorities, figures refusing to actually deal with the issues that are presented to them in an intelligent way. Um, and this is just a small aside. Uh, when I was my young girl, when, she's grown up now, but uh, when she was at a, a primary school in a country town, they decided that they were going to deal with bullying by having a station in the schoolyard where the person who felt bullied could go and stand and then a teacher would come and help them, which was like saying, I'll draw a, you know, a bullseye on my back. It struck me yeah. as saying, I'll draw, draw, but they felt like they were doing a good job. But in actual fact, it really boiled down to the fact that they believed that uh, life was hard and people had to uh, fight their own battles. That's what they really thought. And the yeah. reason for why I spoke to the, uh, I went and actually uh, spoke to the um, principal was because it was around a girl whose father had died on his way to work. He had a car accident and this little girl was being bullied because her father had been, was dead. Oh, wow. I know. And so the oh. depths of people's ability to attack someone else for difference was staggering yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds, sounds horrible. Yeah, I, I mean, and this was this was in a uh, primary school, was it? There's yeah, a primary school in a country, a provincial city in Melbourne, in uh, Victoria. Uh, yeah, and uh, it just it was interesting because I was brought up in that town, and my parents were of professional class. But when I went back there, I was uh, much poorer, so I was I had the cultural resilience that made me go to see the um, principal but not the economic power to uh, manipulate the situation. Yeah, yeah, it's a difficult, a difficult thing to deal with. I mean, bullying in any circumstance, it's, it's a hard thing to deal with and, you know, and you hope that there is support networks there, but, you know, very often there. No, well that, well, that was why that episode about the young Asian women saying, we're, we're not going to take it. Excuse yeah. me, what did you say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And, and Rosa and, and Sophie, they're, they're very, very strong characters, and they're very lovely and very pleasant. Um, but yeah, you know, it is important to stand up for yourself. But you know, being put in that situation, uh, you, you also you don't want to escalate the situation in any way, do you? No, oh, no, no, that's right. That's, that's a, 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 the danger. It's dangerous. It, Exactly. Yeah, but that's what why this programming that you've created is so important because what you're trying to do is change the social clothing, the social fabric. Right. Exactly. Uh, absolutely, and and hopefully, I mean, when you were you were talking about in schools and getting that support, we know that there is the Speak Out Against Racism program, and that's kind of been trialed in. It's not widely spread just yet, but it's been trialed in in some schools. We know that 70% of um, non-Anglo Australians experience racism in their everyday lives, and so that's a huge statistic. And so, yeah, absolutely, like you said, kind of 
changing the clothing and starting to look at things in a different way and and almost make i guess the instigators those people who are screaming you know racist profanities or feel like they're entitled to make someone else feel bad about who they are it's almost like we need to start to look at our behavior and clearly condemn that kind of behavior so people who may be inclined to make somebody feel bad about whatever it might be, whether it's their, their parent passing away or it's their cultural background or it's their heritage or whatever it might be, kind of sec, you know, check themselves, basically, to say, wait a second, this isn't right. I know that the wider community believe this isn't correct to do. And so you know, it kind of starts to stop that behavior. You know, I think for the most part, and I've, I've got a strong belief in, in the good of all Australians, and then we're all looking out for each other, and we do realise that we're all immigrants, uh, except for First Nations people. And so, you know, I think that there is that collective care there. It's just that the, you know, often our laws and the way that they're enforced are you know, very much so still of an old belief system, perhaps. And it's really there, I think, where we need to begin to address how we're acting and how we're documenting these incidents and, and how we're setting an example in the media to be able to see real change across the board. Yeah, where can people see the series? It's on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, so it'll premiere uh, worldwide on the 29th of October, Friday, 29th of October on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, otherwise, I'd, I'd absolutely... Um, recommend to the audience to go to ladbible.com slash unheard to learn about these issues uh, and support where they can. We, we have a, a ton of information there that helps people either support through petitions, donations, volunteer programs, uh, and really get behind the organizations who, who are looking to kind of change racial injustice and uh, incidents of racial injustice in Australia. Thanks for talking to me, Sean. Annie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for Showreel this week. If you want to catch Unheard, go to Amazon Prime. Keep safe. Bye for now. Hi, this is Liz Stringer, and you're listening to the Mighty 3CR on 855 AM and digital radio, 3cr.org.au. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.